0: We them guys, let me bring you on the block. This the movie, Red Box. We don't like the red socks. Fire hydrants on blast when the town get hot. Drink tequila by the ounce at the hookah spot. If you ain't from here, you cannot survive here. But you with the crew, so you can come disguise here. Step up in our shoes, let us give you the news and tell you all the things that others who scared to. My city worldwide, so how can I fail you? We wasn't raised on a sick code, I'ma spare you. This is not a scene that you can compare to. You might as well soak it all in while you're here, dude. Cause this is the birthplace of rap R.I.P. the pun. Yeah. Couple more seconds and the shows begun. I uh-uh. said birthplace of rap R.I.P. the pun. Yeah. Couple more seconds and the shows begun. And that's from the Bronx with love, from the Bronx with. A. Bronx with love, from the Bronx with. A. A. Bronx with love, from the Bronx with. A. Bronx with love. From
1: Two from the Bronx with oh, Love, a Bronx podcast love, where we explore pop culture, food, Bronx music, love. and as a bonus, random rants all done with a multicultural lens. We're your hosts, Karen and Dom. Welcome back, everyone. And of course, I'm welcoming myself back to New York City. <laughs> By the time this episode airs, I'll probably be, it'll be like two weeks after my trip. In case you don't follow us on Instagram, I was in San Francisco for a couple of days and I mostly shared on my story and obviously on my feed, on my personal Instagram. So you guys can just check out from the Bronx with Love Instagram and you'll find my handle and see more about my trip. And today that's what we're going to talk about.
2: Mm -hmm. Dom, how are you? I'm doing well. Um, I'm a little annoyed you didn't bring any San Francisco sunshine to New York, so whatever. We'll make it happen.
1: With this weather, I just want to be back there. (laughs) It was 60, Dom. Can you believe that it was 60 degrees and one day I even went to the beach?
2: Yes. Yes, I can. Because I remember when I went out to LA, it was like 10 degrees when we boarded the plane and it was 75 when we got down and I was like I I love this I immediately was like and I've always been that person um who's always like yeah whatever the west coast blah I remember I had two really good friends who were born and raised in New York um one in Albany one here in Rockland County and they were they moved out two years ago and they're the West Coast is the best coast. I was like gross. Ew. The minute <laughs> I got off like I don't know, it was in LAX, I was like, oh my God, I'm never leaving. <laughs> yeah. me out of the Airbnb. <laughs>
1: I know the weather there is awesome. That's one of the things that I love the most. And obviously when I got off the plane and obviously got my um uh, my carry-on. I was sweating. Mm -hmm. I probably looked crazy to everyone because I had a sweater. I had my jacket. I had my chunky scarf wrapped around my purse. They probably thought I came from like the North Pole. Mm -hmm. But obviously when I left on Tuesday morning, it was so cold here in New York and I was going to need all those layers to come back. The funny thing was that when I came back, I got here on, I believe it was a Saturday night, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And I walk out of the airport looking for my Lyft driver and that air, like that cold air just hits me. I was like, oh my God, can I just go back on the next plane going back to San Francisco? Because it was cold.
2: Oh, Yeah
1: and right now as we record this episode there is like such a bad storm well it snowed for a little while and now it's super windy
2: Mm -hmm. yeah it I was actually out um and I remember I was at a little cafe and I'm sitting down having coffee Mm -hmm. and the storm is like it just like turned really gray like it was gonna like rain like pouring rain and then it was just like snow and wind for like 35 minutes and then yeah. it stopped and i'm like what is going on that was like actually the first time i've ever seen like a flash snowstorm i've only seen like you know like the flash rains oh right. especially during the summer and those rains i hate because those are the rains like right after it's <laughs> humid disgusting <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um yeah but that was the first time I saw like a flash snowstorm which is weird um and right now it's um 15 degrees in New York City so like all of us (laughs) yeah um and it feels like uh two degrees yeah because of the wind Mm
1: -hmm. it's brutal but I know that Chicago Chicago is worse
2: so bad it's so so bad
1: Yeah, like they literally said to people that if they did not have anything to do outside to just stay indoors Mm -hmm. and that if you went outdoors you needed to make sure that you were bundled up proper gloves and everything because too much exposure to that cold could really damage you so yeah these uh this climate change it's just terrible.
2: Oh, look at that! Look at look at who's talking about climate change now. <clears throat> <laughs> All the rants are finally sinking in, or did it take uh, freezing weather for you to notice?
1: I think it's the freezing weather. Oh, yeah. and this—it's not listening to her co-host. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is the, the one of the winters where you can actually hear the wind. Mm-hmm. And in the past, I don't think it's gotten like this. But now, like, my room is quiet, obviously, because I'm recording. Mm -hmm. But even before, when I had the TV, I could still hear the wind.
2: Mm -hmm. I I would say, like, okay, so it's not the snow is not free. we're not having a lot of blizzards no which is one thing i noticed but the the like the chill and the air like that the temperature is a lot worse than i remember it being yeah it keeps getting worse every year yeah and like the first time i've heard about like really like like siberian type level of temperatures in like the midwest which is like I don't even want to know how Canada is doing because a lot of that is coming down from Canada. Oh, no. It's just, we, I was telling a friend this um, because I have a very strong interest to be bicoastal, um, which, like, is no stranger to anyone who heard my first LA pod. <laughs> <laughs> um because of moments like this. And she's just like, aren't you afraid of earthquakes and like wildfires? I was like, we are all gonna die one way or another. Like in New York City, and just like the lower Hudson Valley in general, we're gonna sink. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. like the city is just gonna be sunken or like it's just gonna be a ton of tornadoes in the Midwest and the South. And it's going to be wildfires all throughout California, Arizona, and Nevada. Like, pick your poison. And my poison is while you guys are drowning, I want to be, like, set ablaze. (laughs) That is it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I think, uh, I guess, before all of that happens, might as well enjoy, you know, some nice weather. because. Our exactly. winter does not compare to L.A.'s winter. I know that for people that live there, yes, they consider it really cold. But to someone who comes from from cold weather from, like, L.A. or Chicago, they go to, I mean, from New York or Chicago, they go to L.A. and they're like, this is nothing. This is nothing compared to what we get in February, or January and February. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I have to agree with you on that. Oh, speaking about that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I mentioned this when I announced that I had booked my flight ticket mm-hmm. to San Francisco, but I stayed in a hostel. In case you guys don't know, a hostel is a place where you pay really cheap, mm-hmm. usually between like, I would say like the lowest I've seen is 25 and the most expensive is 45. Oh, nice. So that's like the range. And then you share the room with either two people, four, or six. It can be co-ed, or it can just be male or female. Mm -hmm. They give you the choice. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to stay because Jenny, who we have mentioned here in the past. What up, Jenny? Shout-outs to her YouTube channel, by the way, Origami Tree. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She advised me, she said, if you want to travel and not spend a lot of money, just stay in a hostel because you're only going to be there to sleep, shower, and obviously keep your things. So why are you going to spend a ton of money on a hotel when you're going to be out most of the time exploring? Yeah, And that's exactly what I went to San Francisco for. Mm -hmm. And I followed her advice and stayed in a hostel that was close to um, Union Square.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And it was walking was probably like 10 minutes away. And the area was safe, and I paid thirty dollars per night. Oh my god! So, yeah, oh nice. At the end, I think like with taxes and everything, it came out to hundred and one with something cents.
2: Oh my god!
1: Yep. <laughs>
2: amazing.
1: So there, there is like one thing where you can save money. Oh, but my point about mentioning the hostel is because I met a girl that Mm -hmm. she is from Brazil, Mm -hmm. but she's currently living in Australia. And she was mentioning that she wants to come visit New York. Nice. But while we were exploring San Francisco, she was complaining that she was freezing. Oh, God. (laughs) I was like, girl, Mm. please don't. Do not go (laughs) to New York during this time, okay? Visit in either, like, May, June, or July, if you want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) it was just so funny because she was freezing and she was wearing my gloves because she didn't bring any, obviously, because in Australia right now it's summertime.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And she didn't bring her gloves. So I I, I lent her mine, but (laughs) it was just funny because she was complaining how it was really cold. I was like, she's going to
2: turn into an icicle if she comes here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But that's also one thing that I liked from staying at a hostel, because I got to meet some really cool people, obviously people who were on a longer trip, others that were going back home. And so it was a really fun experience. It was also something new for me, because I had never shared a room with five other strangers. hmm but I, I pretty, overall, I had a good experience. The only bad thing about it was that one night I had leftover food, right, from my mm-hmm. dinner.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Delicious baby back ribs. Mm-hmm. And I put them in the fridge. And there's a huge sign that says not to steal other people's food. So I thought my food was safe. Yeah. Yeah. The next day, I come back and I'm ready to have my baby back ribs for lunch, and they're gone. Oh, no. uh, I looked all over the fridge, and they have two actually. And I looked all over, and I didn't find them. I was like, "Fudge!" Like someone had them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I was just yeah, crushed by that. Yeah. But anyway, crushed. that was like the only bad thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Other
1: than that, it was good because. I only use the place to sleep and to shower, and they have lockers in each room so you can keep, like, your personal stuff safe, Mm -hmm. and I really loved it. Like I told you, whenever I travel alone, I'm staying at a hostel, and I already have one for L.A.
2: Awesome. I am going to, you know, check in with you with that, too. I (laughs) am... Very close to this morning, I was saying um, everyone who listens is incredibly familiar with my, I take vitamin D and 5-HTP, and um, I also take the B-complex, just so (laughs) I don't die of uh, seasonal affective disorder, but um, I've been lacking, slacking, actually, with the vitamin D especially, Um, and I'm just like, listen, I just probably just need to be out in the sun for 20 minutes, being as that at that there is no sun right now and it's yeah. often, I mean, I just like at this point it's a health concern. I need to be in LA. I need to be in Malibu as part of my health. The privilege, can you imagine? <laughs> oh God! But yeah, I'm very, very close. Maybe in February to be like mm, Karen. Let's go to LA. Let's do this hostel thing now.
1: Hey, if you want to do it, I am so down for it. Yeah, because. Once you get a taste of what it's like to travel, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's like a drug. You want mm-hmm. more of it. And here's another thing. Uh, for my flight, I paid $315. Mm-hmm. I could have paid less, but here's where I'm a little princess like you, Dom. Mm-hmm. I do not like to have, like, a connection flight. mm that's how much I spend in terms of my flight, and then with food, the hostel that I was staying at provided breakfast. Obviously, breakfast was just make your own pancakes.
2: Mm, nice,
1: which is not bad. Mm-hmm. And then what I would do is they also have you know local like little mom and pop shops.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I would buy apples, bananas, and what else did I get? Any other little snack that could hold me through the day so that obviously whenever I found a place to have lunch like it would hold me off Mm -hmm. and for lunch as well I I think like the maximum that I would pay was twenty dollars for a salad which I was able to take half of it to go as well so in terms of money I mean in Money for food, I didn't get all bougie and go to like these expensive restaurants. Mm-hmm. I ate pizza, I had in and out burger, obviously, because that's what you do when you're on the west coast. Mm-hmm. And so, for, for food, I calculated as well that everything came out to 120.
2: What mm-hmm. I'm sorry, what
1: yeah, uh, hmm. <laughs> I. <laughs> Because I would find places that I would, uh, if, for example, when I went to that, what was it? It was like a brunch spot close to the pier. Mm -hmm. The salad that I had was pretty big and I was able to take half of it to go. Mm -hmm. So that basically became my dinner as well.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And because I'm not the type of person that eats really late Mm by usually by like five o'clock or six that was like the latest that I would eat and then if I got hungry or anything I had my my fruits that I had bought already so that's how I was able to keep my food cost low Mm
2: -hmm. and I was
1: always eating at local places I
2: Karen that that number you cited is like a week's worth of lunch at in Flatiron District. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm in shock because I'm just like I don't know, people I think if you're tapped in even a little bit, you're really aware of like um Yeah, um, California has, like, the fifth largest economy in the entire world, and that's because, you know, right off, you know, San Francisco and parts of San Francisco, um, it's all, like, tech. It's tech people, and it's, like, a huge economy, tech in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Um, And that also contributes to income inequality and, you know, rampant homelessness. Like, that's a huge thing in San Francisco, as well as, like, also Seattle, where – where uh, uh, Amazon is headquartered. So like, I just like hear horror stories, obviously, yes, about the um, homelessness crisis and um, how that's being mismanaged, um, but like, just like how expensive it is in general. And I'm like, oh, wow, Karen, who we're from New York, a very expensive place to live is like, making it work out there in San Francisco and I'm like I, you know what I might just like move but um, I mean obviously context matters and like you just want yeah. a couple of days <laughs> but yeah. just know in my mind I'm like all those days you're making it sound like mm, maybe I can do this thing in San Fran. <laughs> no I don't
1: I think like once you live there the life life also gets expensive mm-hmm. because In terms of what things cost and everything, it is similar to New York now. The only reason why I was able to pull this off is because, one, I wasn't spending money on breakfast because the Mm -hmm. hostel provided it. Two, whenever I would stop and eat something, I wouldn't order a drink. I would carry my own water. Mm -hmm. Or, obviously, I always asked for water. Mm -hmm. So, it's not like I was spending my money on, like, all these cocktails that I do here when I'm in New York, So that's why I was able to keep my food costs down. Mm -hmm. And in terms of lifts and everything, I tried to to walk almost everywhere that I went. And the only day that I spent the most on lifts was on Thursday. And that was because I was with three other people from from my hostel. Mm -hmm. And we split the cost.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So after I did the math by myself... Let's say like my portion of what we had spent on lifts, it came out to $30. Oh. Yeah. Cause we were obviously splitting and it was four people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's why I was able to keep those costs down. So it came out to $621.
2: Not bad. Not
1: bad. You think that's too much?
2: Um it's less than rent. <laughs> <laughs> well
0: yeah, that's true. <laughs>
2: Yeah, um, I like just use rent as a marker because I'm just like,
0: Ugh.
2: <laughs> but like, yeah, if anything is less than rent, I'm like, I'm a okay. Because I mean, it that's kind of a big thing to travel, you know what I mean? Yeah. When, like, you're traveling and you're spending, um, you're having a budget that's less than like your monthly rent. It's like, okay, this that's is true. That, like, for me, that's, like, where I don't feel guilty. (laughs) It was more than, like, what I do to survive, like, where I place, like, place my head to survive and where, actually, where I lay my head um, is, um, then I'm, like, uh, maybe this wasn't a great idea. But (laughs) uh, I think, like, actually, I don't know. I feel like that's, you, like, had... All these adventures, and it didn't cost an arm and a leg. Yeah. And we were talking about the fire festival. Oh my God. Where people were putting up $25,000 for three days. Like, you know, on that scale, you're doing pretty well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no, that is insane. Yeah. Oh, and I remember also because one of the days that I was. In San Francisco, I think it was like the day after I arrived, mm-hmm. I did do some tours that required me to pay. And I think for for the ferry, I think it came out to $20. Mm-hmm. And then for the aquarium, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was $24. So that also added to like more of my budget. Because if I had spent most of my time just, you know, going to places that were free, Obviously, the cost would have been less, but I really didn't want to do those two activities. And because I didn't spend as much money on food, Mm -hmm. I was able to justify, you know, that expense. There was another place that I wanted to visit, which is called the Ice Cream Museum. Mm -hmm. But when I saw the price of that ticket, it was like, I think it was $35. I was like, nope, (laughs) I'm not doing it this ice cream museum is not all that. <laughs> so I, I was able to skip that and it didn't hurt me at all. <laughs> nice. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty down to doing another trip. Like, if you ever want to take off to LA, like, let me know.
2: It, like I said before, it really is going to be from the Bronx by way of LA with love. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, and here's another tip. Mm-hmm. I also the credit cards that I was using while I was there, I used my um Capital One card mm-hmm. because they give me cash back whenever I spend on food or entertainment. So I think like twice I used the card to pay for food. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, when I pay for Lyft, it's connected to my Discover card, which they mm-hmm. give me miles. Nice. Yeah. So eventually, like, I can get, you know, some money for the the things that I that I spent while I was in San Francisco. So yeah. that's another way to do it.
2: Need to start. I don't know some kind of like exclusive Twitter. Um, twitter uh account that's like how to hack uh traveling or something <laughs> like, you're just like like you're really a good source of um information in terms of like saving and spending money which like i personally feel like we shouldn't even be in an uh, economic system where like we're scrounging <laughs> yeah for <laughs> every last penny when people are like making billions all willy-nilly but <laughs> alas here we are that's <laughs> what it is it is what it is um and I think um you're very adept at uh navigating that space um you should I don't know blog become a, a part-time travel blogger <laughs>
1: oh, that's that's my dream <laughs> yeah.
2: I I think that we might lose Karen soon, y'all.
1: I'll just be doing the show from, like, San Francisco, L.A., all these other places. Miami. Miami, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I looked at the temperature in Miami, and to tell you the truth, it's not that bad. Mm -hmm. Like, I could be in a pool right now if I was in Miami. But, yeah, it was definitely a fun trip. Oh, here's another thing that I'm gonna mention. Mm-hmm. Hostels are not a fancy, luxurious place, okay?
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: will have to make your own bed, your mm-hmm. own breakfast, and it's not the yeah, it's just not the most luxurious place to stay at.
2: Okay. I understand what the shade is. <clears throat> I understand <laughs> it's not the hired. It's not I get it.
1: <laughs> so just FYI, Tom, prepare yourself.
2: <laughs> I have to prepare myself for no concierge. Yep. <laughs> I just get to it, and I'm like, where's the bellboy?
1: <laughs> you're not going to find your bed made after you come back from a long day. <laughs> no, you're not going to find that kind of stuff. If you want to travel and you don't want to spend a lot of money, I highly encourage it. The mm-hmm. people that I stayed with were pretty respectful of each other's space. Um, I know that I was one of the few that woke up early, but I tried not to make that much noise in order to not wake up everyone else. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get anything stolen. it was like the food. food. But that's, yeah. But that's not like having, you know, my suitcase stolen or anything mm-hmm. like that. So for my first time experience, it was, it was good. Mm -hmm. And I will do it again.
2: Awesome. I am, I was wondering, um, how did you feel as a woman um, traveling alone for the first time?
1: Yeah. So I was nervous when I bought the ticket and I just wasn't sure how my parents were going to take it. Mm-hmm. That's where the nerves started. Mm-hmm. and It took me quite a few days to actually break the news to them. And when I told them, they actually took it better than I was expecting. They just asked me like, oh, okay, yeah, the weather's nice over there now. Mm-hmm. When do you leave? When do you come back? And that was it. And then obviously, while I was on my trip, I made sure to text my mom, obviously, so that, you know, she doesn't worry and she knows that I'm alive. Mm -hmm. Once I got to San Francisco, I made sure that my flight arrived during the daytime because Mm -hmm. I did not want to be in a city that I don't know during the night.
2: Yeah, that's very, very smart. Um, I think... uh Well, we got a couple of delays, but um, with LA, we got there, like, right as the sun was going down, and all we could do was just, like, have dinner at the local place, Um, and I want to be mindful of that. Like, I want to arrive, like, mid to early afternoon next time I go out um, west or anywhere that has a time difference.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea. I Mm -hmm. arrived there at 3 p.m. Nice. Yeah, so it was still daylight, obviously. I was able to, you know, do a little bit of exploring before it got dark. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one thing that I recommend. Then, while I was in the city exploring, I never put on my headphones. Mm -hmm. The reason why is because I'm in a city that I don't know. And obviously, like, I don't want to put myself in that. Type of situation where I'm in danger because I was careless or distracted with music.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Here in New York, I everywhere I go, I have my headphones. But when you're in a place that obviously is not your home, you just have to be a little bit careful. Yeah. And not go into like <laughs> dead-end streets or, mm-hmm. you know. So I think that's one of the, the things that I really did in order to like just be careful. And obviously like if I was in an area I was far away from the hostel and then it was already dark that's when I would take a lift just to be safe you know Mm -hmm. but if I was with other people like the day that I was exploring with other people from the hostel I was fine with walking because obviously we're in a group Mm -hmm. and let's see what else oh yeah when people either where I was eating or wherever I went to explore. And they asked me if I was traveling alone. Obviously I said yes, but I wouldn't tell them where exactly I was staying. And I didn't tell them like, yeah, I plan on going here, 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 and here. Like I would just say, yeah, I'm exploring today. I'm staying, you know, near the city. And that is it. Like I didn't disclose too much information. Mm -hmm. And what else? I think that was it. I I wasn't, like, super paranoid about being there alone.
2: Great. Yeah. See, I think it's really important. And the reason why I, like, ask this question, because, like, obviously I know you and I know, like, um, you are pretty independent, probably more so than me, who's, like, I'm independent, but I'm also a princess and I want people to cater to me. Whatever. <laughs> it's called balance, okay? Um <laughs> But yeah, so I know you, but I understand like where we came from, especially being young women in Latino Caribbean cultures. It's like when you ask that there is that level of like, okay, like you were talking about your parents and like, that's usually the first person or first people to be like, hmm, not so fast. Um, yeah and it's just like there's this pervading um, just like thought process or whatever it is belief yeah there's a pervading belief that like young women really should not be traveling alone it's completely unheard of especially in the old country and you only really travel when you're married and it's just like um, what?
1: boring
2: (laughs) such a weird logic to me because for me when I would hear this especially when I was much younger I'd be like what is it like is is it like an automatic bulletproof vest that your husband turns into (laughs) (laughs) when you travel outside of state lines I'm not really sure um the the theory or the like the the the, what's behind this what's driving I mean now I'm older and I understand what patriarchy is um (laughs) I know that's all part of it um but yeah it's just really interesting to hear your parents take and that you weren't I mean I knew you were never going to be held back by that but to be like actively you weren't held back or anyone. At least um, in your immediate circle, was like, no, Karen, you are a young woman. Don't travel alone because you don't have a husband.
1: Yeah. So that's why I was really surprised by my parents' response. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy because obviously now that I know that they're okay with it, like this just encourages me to do more trips. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to worry about like, oh, who do I bring to be like the security blanket, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I know that I can take care of myself. But at times, if you think about it also, when people doubt you, that also adds to the insecurity that you have. Mm -hmm. So if people are doubting that you can take care of yourself and be safe in another country or in another state, then they're adding to like, that nervousness that you already have. Because obviously everyone is nervous whenever you do something for the first time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But when you have people doubting yourself, then that kind of gets in your head. And I'm happy that my parents were fine with it. They didn't act like I was going to die or someone was going to kidnap me or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. So that just gave me a little bit more of like courage. And now I'm like, okay, I can plan more trips alone.
2: Mm-hmm. So, yeah awesome. Well, I'm so happy that you did come back in one piece and that your kidney is not on the black market or you have not been sold into slavery. Um, oh <laughs> um and yeah, no that you you just like I'm just you did this thing, you traveled alone, which I actually haven't done at all and I think most of the people who our age like there's a lot of reasons why we don't travel alone um one a lot of people do put importance in safety and numbers because there is validity to that but also a lot of us are first generation and we don't have generational wealth to like just drop <laughs> travel so it really is um something we it, I wouldn't say it's like a super luxurious thing but like it's something that we plan out ahead for and it's something that's like rare it's like far and few in between because we don't you know benefit from intergenerational wealth um
1: yeah that's true and actually here's another thing I know that right now Dom is saying about probably going to LA and I'm mentioning Miami and people are probably thinking like what the hell <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I am able to now do more traveling is because last year I spent a lot of time working. Mm-hmm. If you guys didn't hear the episode that we did with the, the Tomorrow Talk Pod, yep. The Tomorrow Talk Pod, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mentioned how at times I was doing three jobs. Mm-hmm. So I was able to save a lot of money and I was doing it with that purpose. Because I knew that for 2019, I wanted to do more traveling. And I didn't want to take money from my savings account or like a big chunk from it from my regular paycheck. So that's why right now I am able to travel. Yeah. Because I planned way in advance. I guess you can say like a year in advance.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm really happy that you were able to share your story with us um, and inspire me to probably stop spending money on skincare and more money on getting substantial vitamin D from the sun. Whatever.
1: (laughs) Naturally. Organically.
2: Whatever.
1: (laughs) Oh, now that you mentioned skincare, before going on my trip, that was one of the things that I had to hold off on. I was like, okay, okay. I can't be dropping this amount of money on skincare or makeup or anything like that, or else it's going to eat into my travel budget. Mm -hmm. So you kind of like just decide, like, you know, you give up some things in order to travel, but it's not like you're going to give them up forever because I'm not going to spend the entire 2019 traveling. So it's just kind of like something that you give up, that you give up temporarily agreed yeah so i'm really excited and now i kind of have that little travel bug (laughs) Mm -hmm. and yeah i just have to be careful with my budget and hopefully i can do another trip lovely
2: this podcast was executive produced by karen almonte you can follow us on social media to keep up with your favorite bronx
0: ladies from the bronx with love is part of anthology house media So, so good.